All right. Welcome <laughs> once again to a a brand new episode of Parks and Conversation, the podcast where we, my Jeremy and myself, J- I'm Jason, we go through and rewatch uh, this classic ep- uh, program called Parks and Recreation. And uh, it's super fun. Jeremy. Yeah, I'm Jeremy. Yeah, there you are, right over there. Um, so today we are watching uh, or and discussing season one, episode four, The Boys Club. And uh, this this whole episode, the guiding arc here is that Leslie wants to infiltrate a group of city planners, all men who hang out on Tuesday evenings and drink beers in the courtyard. And she sees this as a, uh, a limiter for her feminism. And she wants to bust through and uh, be a part of the boys club. Is the, yeah, she, the she does good motivation. work in the government. Yeah, she does good good work in the government. She feels like she should be recognized for that. Right. And you know what? She should be recognized for her work. And uh, yeah, so um, so that's kind of the overarching uh, plot of this episode. The uh, the cold open, though, is one of my all time favorite cold opens <laughs> in the whole series. Um, and uh <laughs> So Leslie and Tom are doing parks work. They're going to see what is happening in one of the local parks. There's rumor that some some neighborhood youths are having dog poop fights with the uh, the waste bags from the the dog poop leavens. So um, yeah. So when you, you 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 have dogs, I do have dogs. Yeah. And I love my dogs and I'm, I'm happy to, uh, when I'm taking them for walks, I, you know, I want to be a responsible dog owner and I, I will, I have the bags, I pick up the waste and I throw it away in the appropriate receptacles. Um, yeah, I never so once are- thought that somebody would go back in there and take those out. <laughs> yeah. You're basically creating a munitions box for, for potential dog poop fights. Right. And the only thing that's going to stop a bad guy with dog poop is a good guy with dog poop. That's right. So. If we outlaw all dog poop, only the bad guys will have dog poop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There, this show contains multitudes. It's a it's a modern parable of uh, the struggles of America um, in so many ways, mainly mm-hmm. around dog poop. Yeah. Um, and so Leslie and Tom, they're like, this can't actually be happening. Who would do such a thing? And they get there and... It's actually happening. And so Leslie tries to stop. Um, and I love Tom's reaction. He's just like, no, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this. And he goes back to the car. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even get out of the car. Yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not. This is not my problem. Um, yeah. So Tom. I don't, get, I don't get paid enough for this. Right. <laughs> oh, I love Tom so much. Um, and so he, he doesn't go out. So Leslie uh, goes to see what's up. And I love that she grabs a garbage can lid as a shield and, uh, and, and tries to get the kids to stop. And how do they respond? The way every child responds by throwing poop right back at you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every child has the same response. No matter what the problem is, they're going to throw their poop at you. Yeah. You have children. Yeah, I do. I (laughs) do. You know, I do. Yeah. That's why, you you know, children are monkeys. You never, 
you just gotta watch out <laughs> yeah so don't agitate the 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 gorilla in in your house um, or, in the park. or in the park they'll just throw poop at you yeah. so uh, uh, i love how when she walks up she says uh i'm leslie no with the parks department like that's supposed to deter them. Like they should. Oh, okay, we'll stop. Oh, we've heard of this, Leslie. Because well, because I think people who are throwing poop in the first place aren't really going to acknowledge the authority of a parks person, right? So yeah, yeah, they they don't care about the signs. They, Obviously, they don't care about any kind of government oversight. They are true blue libertarians. That's they, right. You know, they these are the kind of people that would like Ron Swanson would be like, you know what? They're industrious. They found mm-hmm. their place. They're doing their yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah. Well, um, so she tries to get them to stop. And so they throw the poop at her and uh, she <laughs> picks it up and throws it right back. And then she's like, you know what? This is kind of fun. And yeah. she enters into the dog poop fight with the with the ruffians of the neighborhood. So and then cuts to credits uh, or cuts to the opening theme. And yeah, such a great cold open. Just dealing with crap so much of government work literally quite 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 yeah um okay and so then it cuts to i have some notes and my my note device keeps turning off so um what happens after the credits jeremy take over sir after the credits, uh, the the office has gathered uh, because Norton Construction has sent a gift basket um, to the office. Um, it's a small gift basket containing wine and cheese, and uh, nobody uh, they they want to open it. And Tom makes the comment, "Oh, I I want to I want to do um, pretty bad things to that cheese," which I just think is an interesting comment. But we'll see. That it turns into a, a common thread throughout the the episode, which I think is hilarious. Um, and Leslie's like, "No, we we can't open that. We're not allowed to receive gifts." And everyone's like, "Who cares? It's wine and cheese." But Leslie, being Leslie, she's so principled. Nope, absolutely not. Absolutely, we cannot. Absolutely not uh, open this under no circumstances. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you back in? I am. Yeah. And so she uh, she takes it away. She locks it up. Um, which in, uh, you know, in classic, um, you know, theater, uh, <laughs> theory, you know, it's, yeah. this is, this is Anton's gift basket and check up gift, ba- gift basket, check gift basket. Yeah. If a gift basket is revealed in see, scene one, it has to be opened by scene three. Otherwise the gift basket is nothing. It's a, it's worthless. And so the, you know, as soon as the gift basket shows up, this is going to, and Leslie says, we can't use this. They're going to use it. And right. so, um, and so she, uh, locks it up and then, um, they, they show Anne comes over and they show the, the parks people out there having their beers and stuff out in the lobby. And, and she wants to break through the glass ceiling into the boys club. Um, and it cuts to a picture of all of the previous hmm. city council members. And, and like, it's a talking head where she's trying to explain like her motivation in city government is to break through all of these gender barriers to be a part of the leadership of the city. And, and she points out that they're all just men and white men. And then there's the one guy who's super creepy and she's like, I don't like this guy. Um, cause there are all these pictures on the wall. Um, 
so yeah, so she wants to bust up the the boys club. She gets Anne and uh, and enlists her into her cause and says, "Let's just go out there and let's break on through." Um, and she thinks they don't want her there, right? And and Mark's response is like, "Hey, glad to have you." And all the other guys are like, "Yeah, great, awesome. More the, the more the merrier." Um, which I think is so funny, just interpersonally, uh, in any kind of organization like we we sometimes think that people don't want us to be a part of their their group or whatever they're doing but more often than not they're not even thinking about excluding anybody but we just don't have enough like boldness to like step out and be a part of the group um and so leslie you know takes a risk and steps out there and they're like yeah awesome and and i enjoyed that like just watching this again, like I didn't think about it the first, you know, hundred times I've watched this episode, but just thinking through like people are not trying actively trying to keep people out of like just hanging out. Yeah. And not only that, but even, <laughs> even right before that, as she's recruiting Anne, she's looking at him talking and she goes, what are they, you know, they're planning, you know, to take over the world and just thinking the most nefarious thoughts. And then it cuts to the guys talking about how my wife thinks the shirt makes me look skinny. And he's like, yeah, she's not wrong. Right. And it's like, they're talking about just menial things. So the, people aren't even talking about the things you think they're talking about and, and not, you know, beyond excluding you. So I, it's just, yeah two worlds merging it's great yeah um one of the you know this show talks about a social uh, media profile and um you know social media was really just kind of starting um in this era but this problem of people feeling like they're being excluded has been um greatly magnified with social media in our current era, because we can see people doing stuff and we're not invited. And it leads to that, uh, that expression, fear of missing out or FOMO. Um, but more often than not, it's nobody is trying to like, not let you be a part of a group. And yeah, they're not, even, almost- they're not even thinking about you like at all. Like they're not playing like Mark and his gang are not trying to like take over the government. They're like literally just standing out there unwinding after a day of work. Yeah. It's almost like we create this, this, uh, this pit that exists, like, you know, that we just put ourselves into it, our, our own pit, if you will, um, that we, we sink into and just, we don't let anybody else in, you know? Right. And yeah. I think, I think the show helps address some of those issues that we, we don't have to be alone with our own pit. We could set up a, like a profile for a pit, even right. as bad as it is that even the world could see, Hey, this is my pit, you know? Right. Yeah. And you, I fell in it. You fell in it. Right. We all fell in we the pit. We all fell in the pit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so let Anne, or not Anne, April, she did set up a profile for the pit in this episode. This is, so there's several different plot lines going on there. I, there's basically three major plot lines. The first is Leslie trying to get into the boys club. Mm-hmm. The second, it like, this would actually be like plot C of importance, I think, um, is April setting up the profile for the pit. Yeah. And Leslie is just so impressed that she did this, even though it's like a Facebook profile and all you have to do is type in a few words and put some pictures up. It's not like she designed Facebook. Um, but April, Leslie is just so overwhelmed with them with pride for April. Um, and then the third one is um, Chris and Anne and Chris, not Chris, Andy, Andy and Anne who are, um, Andy, it tries to clean up 
the house while Anne is at work, uh, even though he has two broken legs. So there's those three threads in this episode. Um, and so the the profile will come back to bite them in the end um, because they're going to the party and 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 Leslie are at the at the, the boys club uh, and they run out of beers and they say, oh, well, time's over. And then Leslie, Leslie, who never, never wants to break an ethics rule in government, remembers that she has some wine and cheese from the construction company. And so she goes and gets the basket and continues the party. And uh, party continues. Good times are had. But <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Two things. First is that uh, April, as she goes to do this, we cut to April, who's calling her sister and says, "I'm. You need to come pick me up, or else I'm going to write over your jeans." And she's already done that. But right. we, we see that April stuck there. And then when uh, Leslie comes out with the wine and cheese, she goes, "Hey, everybody, I've got wine!" And everyone goes, "Yay!" And cheese. Yay! They're more excited about <laughs> once again the cheese. So I think again, it's a reoccurring theme that I think Pawnians really love their cheese. So, you know that I, that theory will hold water. Yes, it will definitely come back again and again as we learn more about the people of Pawnee uh, and their food choices. Uh, yeah. So Leslie opens the basket. Party keeps going, um, and then it cuts to the next day, and Leslie is uh, in her office doing a talking head, making a confession video to every female government employee or leader, confessing that she, in an effort to break into a boys club, uh, consumed a gift that broke ethics policy. And then she starts to go alphabetically, starting with Michelle Bachman, which... I had forgotten Michelle Bachman even existed. And, uh, and this episode was one of those things where like, Oh yeah, people thought she was going to be president. Like she right. they, they thought she was going to be a big deal. Um, and, uh, and now she's not. So, well, once, once you get, once you get kind of enveloped, you know, wrapped up in a, a scandal as big as the Pawnee wine and cheese fiasco, right. It can really, it can really ruin a person's political career. Yeah, everybody knows it. It's a classic, classic blunder. Yeah. So, um, so she makes the video. She um, and this is where we then get to see Andy trying to clean up the house, um, and he does a fine job. Um, but then Leslie confesses to the team. She brings out the basket and she says, "I ate this," and everybody's like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" Um, and uh, and Donna, yeah, they, don't, they don't even care that she ate it. No, like it's or that that it's more like you broke a rule, right? You did, Leslie, who never breaks a rule. You broke a rule, um, and uh, I love that they are like moving on quickly on this too because they're like, well, can we take this now? Like, is this open? Like, can we have it? Because you already broke it open. So, and Donna, this is where we start to get to see a little bit of Donna's personality uh, for the first time in this series. She starts to ask, like, well, what are you going to do with that basket? And he, Tom, that's a really big basket. She's like, well, what are you going to do with it? And she's like, well, I could put potpourri in it. <laughs> and then Don, Tom's like, that's a lot of potpourri. And then Don's just like, well, I'm not the one on trial. <laughs> and I love that little moment. Like, I'm not the one on trial here. So um, don't call out my my potpourri use. Right. Yeah. Who 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 are we really investigating here? Um, but and then Ron comes out again, still in a suit. Um, Ron comes out and starts to uh, 
say like what's going on. So Leslie comes to confess to him. Uh, Dick goes into their office and Ron's like, this is not a big deal. And this interchange between them, Ron says, let's not blow this out of proportion. And Leslie's response, I will blow this into proportion. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know how you blow into proportion anything. Right. But um, next time, next time they will estimate her. Yes, exactly. And uh, and so then um, Ron's really thinking like this isn't going to be a, a big deal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but then Leslie makes another confession video um, and each confession video gets more and more intense um, as she's dealing with the consequences of her behavior. Uh, so so that confession video is anything that I, you're, you're noting so far. We're kind of, I'm kind of just like clipping right, right along, I feel like. But anything that you noticed in the video or in their conversation that you wanted to highlight? Oh, um, no, I just think what's so great about these videos is I don't think she's really she has blown out such a small thing out of proportion and what's about to happen. And um, the the middle of act two here is is an actual problem. Like what, what she's done so far is not a problem, but she's treating it like the state of the union. Like I need to address this. It's the biggest. This is a huge scandal. But we haven't even seen like something that could actually end a career. Um which is about to happen, which is so I, I like the fact that she she thinks this is so big. She needs to address and apologize to all these people. But as we're about to find out, it's nothing compared to what's what's to about to happen. Right. But before um, that happens, yes, it yes. cuts to Andy taking care of business, TCB at the house, cleaning up. He took a whole bunch of painkillers uh, to uh, to help him get through cleaning, which is not the best recommended method for cleaning. FYI, here at Parks and Conversation, we do not endorse that method. No. Um, but he uh, has got all kinds of garbage bags that he was able to round up. Uh, and he describes himself as a bit of a nester. He's like, I like to say that this mess is me and and but it's mostly me i'm a nester um and so he he cleans the couch with the like he puts the the vacuum on the couch which just reminded me instantly like i I haven't gone that far but i have swept my my kitchen table off with a broom (laughs) before because i have kids it's just a lot easier it's faster i recommend it um it's a lot more surface area to clean quickly yeah and you're gonna you're gonna vacuum anyway, so you're gonna vacuum your table. No, the floor. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Um. So Andy's cleaning up, and he takes all his garbage, and he just throws it in the pit, and cuts across the the way to his neighbor on the other side of the pit, who's also throwing his garbage into the pit, and they just wave to each other. It's like this is the new normal. This is yeah. this is what we do with this pit. Um. So. So that was a, a fun little cutaway as uh, the tension is ratcheting up in the office because they find that April, in her boredom last night, drank some of the wine uh, that was in the gift, gift basket and she posted it on the Pitts social media page. Oh. And this, this is the scandal because April yeah. is 19 years old. She's underage drinking on government property and she's drinking uh wine that was made available to her by leslie um leslie did not intend this but it happened now ron is is mad they're going to have another uh that he's like they're actually going to do the disciplinary committee this is going to happen and it cuts to a third 
um, confession video. And this time, Leslie is just weeping openly. She recognizes that her error and she carries the guilt so personally and so much like this is awful. I've ruined my career. I've ruined April's career. It's all bad. And uh, and so, um, yeah, so that's the, the tension is ratcheting for sure. She doesn't even want to talk about it anymore. Right. That was the best part. She's like, yes. And now, now it's so real. Now, now she doesn't want to talk about it. Right. But she'll make a video about it, which sure. This is one of the great uh, tropes that I think Mike sure does in or the Mike sure universe does in the office and in Parks and Rec is the confession video. Yeah. Um, because Michael Scott also employs a similar method whenever he's trying to um, do a press release or anything like that. He he's he's going to control the narrative by making the confession video. Um, and it's never good. Nothing he says in those is ever actually helpful. Right. Um, and here, Leslie is trying to control the narrative, uh, but she loses control of herself. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they go into the meeting and Ron is going with her to this. And I love that Leslie says, um, thanks for coming with me. And Ron yeah. says, I have to. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I have to, I'm your supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then does it cut after that? Yeah, it cuts to Andy then trying to continue cleaning himself up now. Uh, he can't shower, so he has a kiddie pool uh, that he gets into. And uh, he, like, he's just clean. He's like, I learned this from my parents washing their dog. And so he gets in the kiddie pool. It's all soaked up. Um, and his neighbor comes to try to and takes his boom box away, and, which means Andy has to chase down his neighbor. Uh, is it Owen? No, Owen Lawrence, is Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Owen is Chris Pratt's name in Jurassic World. We went over that. Um, yeah. yeah. So Lawrence comes and steals his boombox, and then Andy chases him down the street, uh, naked, trying to get his boombox back. Uh, so, yeah, really and he great. just tells one of the neighbors, go, go back inside, Hank. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, as he's running back. I just love how Pawnee is such a small community. Everybody knows everybody. Right. Yeah, it's a small town, and uh, Hank looks concerned um, for his dog. Like, if, as, like as it's as he's running by, like he's trying to pull his dog away, like shield his dog's eyes. Um, and Andy's just like, "Just go inside, Hank. This this doesn't concern you." Um, right. So they go into the meeting, and the disciplinary committee starts to ask questions about Leslie. Uh, oh yeah, and also Tom earlier tried to help Leslie prepare for this deposition hearing by asking just terrible, uh, terrible questions about, uh, her potential fantasies about her boss, uh, how much she drinks, all of these things. Uh, and then it ends with you're fired. That's like the worst case scenario. So other than that, you'd be probably be fine. Um, yeah. so yeah, Tom is just never helpful continuing to stay on that message. Never helpful. Um, he's right. actually so really, then, really actual- good at, I was just saying, he's really, really good at not being helpful. Yeah. Like he takes, he takes pride in that. It's like, how unhelpful can I be? It's, it's like a challenge. Right. I feel. And he will find a way. He has never let us down so far. Um, so, uh, yeah. So in the meeting, they start asking the questions about how did you get this wine? What is this boys club? Um, and they start to say, like, well, no one's supposed to drink on government property. And Ron's response is, that's not my department. Yeah. I don't care. 
Like you're gonna have to deal with that. This is not, this is not us right now. We didn't start that. We're not in charge of that. Not going there. So Ron is a very principled person. And uh, part of his principle is being as hostile a witness as possible. Um, and he's going to do anything he can to not help the government move forward. Um, and here, this is one of those times where he's saying like, no, I don't want to help. I don't want to be a part of um, doing anything beyond the minimum for this hearing. That so, you guys figure it out. Right. Um, but eventually it gets to a breaking point for Ron uh, where they start asking questions about uh, about Leslie and like letting letting saying that she should be let go. And Ron finally stands up for her and says, no, if you want to slap her on the wrist, fine, do that. But if you want to do anything else, you have to go through me uh, and they leave. And this, uh, is, this is America. Right. This is <laughs> yeah. a North. This is a North Korea. Right. If you want to live in North Korea, go for it. I don't want to live in North Korea. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So here's Ron's principles coming through again. Like we are free. We, they, some of these rules, this bureaucracy, it all gets in the way of our freedom. Um, and so, yeah, so Ron is claiming principle, but I think he really does. We do start to see that he really actually does care for Leslie. Right. And he, he knows that he needs her on, on the team. Um, and so she's never broken a rule in her life and this is ridiculous. And so, you know, those are all things he's going to say, but deep down Ron has a great fondness for Leslie. Well, and, and I think too, he knows that his department needs to do something and Leslie actually gets all of the work done and gets the people to do even their bare minimum. And as long as she doesn't, you know, really rock the boat, he's fine with letting her go because it gets things done and he doesn't have to worry about it. So, yeah, he does need her on the team, but you're right. You know, it goes beyond that, especially because he feels like she's being bullied during this uh, deposition and uh, is like, no, that's that's enough. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So um, so they leave and she gets a letter in her file and she's all like she's really upset about it. Like this is she's never had a letter ever. Um, so um and then Leslie and Anne get together. Anne comes over after work, which I don't understand this at all about Anne. Like my wife worked nights for years and Anne works nights, right? But she's always like coming in at the end of a night shift to go some like go to the city hall. Like where where is is Anne on coke? Like is she just like on drugs? Like how is she able to like have that much energy after a long shift? You get free. I think I think part of working at a hospital is you get whatever drugs you need to just keep working. I think oh. that's how it works. OK, well, that makes sense then. Thank you for yeah. clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think and I think Le- Leslie and Anne are, are pretty good friends at this point. And uh, Anne knows that she had this step. It was a big, big deal for her and she could possibly get fired. So she's just, you know, showing up to to be a friend and uh, help, you know, lend an ear. But also probably because she's can't go to sleep because of all the coke (laughs) well that would be a real tragic episode later on a very special parks and uh, recreation um where we finally deal with ann's drug problem so um that doesn't happen fyi people that's she lives in denial um so leslie uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Leslie confesses to Anne in this this meeting. Um, her confess her 
her motivation was not just to break through the boys club, but to try to uh, rekindle her relationship with Mark, um, which, as we have seen in the past episodes, Mark doesn't care about uh, at all. Uh, and and Leslie is still holding on to this um, past encounter. Uh, and Anne says, well, really questionable taste in men. Like, that's really strange. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then they cut. Anne goes home. Andy is cleaned up. She's so happy. She's so relieved. She's just so grateful. Um, and uh, yeah. And then that's where my notes end. I didn't take any notes after that. So is there more that I'm missing? Um. No, I think when when Mark comes back and gives her a beer oh, right. um, at, at the at the end, um, and she's like, "Yeah, but I, I got a letter in my file," and Mark's like, I, "I've got seven. I have seven. Every every guy has one. So, welcome to the club." And that's when she feels like, "Like, oh, oh, this is how you become part of it. You you're normal. You know, kind of." She's learning how to be almost like a human in a way. Right. You're know, like, oh, oh, I, I have a flaw, or you know, there's a mark against me. It's not that bad. Um, and then the the tag at the end, the tag scene is where she's she's in the, the back in the hall with the pictures of all the uh, past council people or, or um, whatever. And she's just saying, watch out, guys, because I'm coming. Well, except for you, because, you know, you're creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then credits. So, um, yeah, I. The, OK, so first episode of this first season was rough. Second episode yeah. was uh, a little better. Third episode, um, I start. You start to get the feeling, this ep, uh, or the rhythm of the the program that it's going to be. I think this episode really does like dial it in. Like this is how we're going to move forward. Yeah. As far as like we're learning more about the office and the 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 culture of Pawnee, uh, we get to learn more about Jerry and Tom and Donna, April. Like the staff is actually given more lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it starts to like become a more full cast and, um, yeah. And so just thinking through, like, as we've been rewatching, like I'm trying, I was trying to figure out like, when do they start to figure it out? Yeah. And I think this is really where we do get that sense. Like they know what they're going to do. Um, even Ron, like I, I, I don't want to live in North Korea. I want to live in America. Like that kind of thing is like, that's going to be a big part of Ron Swanson. Right. And so, um, they're, they're starting to get that dialed in. Uh, and, uh, this really is a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, th- I think too, the, the whole Chris Pratt, uh, Andy, um, thread is, uh, because, well, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like this was written. This is writing him back into the show. Like he's, he's kind of right. showing Anne that he can come because he wasn't supposed to be, he was only supposed to be there to make the pit available. I don't know if we talked about that, but Andy wasn't really supposed to be in the show at all. He was just kind of um, supposed to drive the pit forward by falling into it. And then his character was supposed to go. Um, but because he was so funny and ad-libbing everything, they kept him in. And I think him cleaning things up and showing Anne that he is not a complete loser um, is, is, getting him back into the show. But as we see later, what they do with his, his character is great. So um, I'm glad they kept him, but yeah, I, this is where they finally start to set courses for people uh, outside of just these, the show by show uh, arc. Right. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, was there any, any trivia or anything that you found or discovered? Uh, the, big, 
Yeah, the biggest one, uh, I don't know how how much trivia it was, and I cannot believe for the year. I We've talked about this. We've both watched this series through multiple times. This is the first time that I noticed in the background of in Anne's house when Anne came in to talk to uh, Andy about cleaning up that there was a shot of two dolls on one of her uh, tables in the house. And it's a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll dolls. And it never occurred to me that it's Ann and Andy. Raggedy <laughs> Ann and Andy. Really? Never. All these years. Never. No. And if you and think, next next season, she will dress up as yes, I know. Raggedy Ann. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I just couldn't. I was like, oh, the yeah. And then Tom and Jerry, which, you know, it's great. Yeah. So there's all these little things that it's fun to find along the way. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, this was Retta's, Retta's uh, first speaking role. Uh, Donna. So first this is the speaking sp- role ever. Sp- or, and- no, no, sorry, I'm sorry. First speaking episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and she, she nailed it. She was great. So yeah, yeah I love Donna's character so much. Yes. And, um, you know, later when we get to meet her and her love for her vehicle, um, <laughs> yeah, just her general, like, uh, classiness, and mystery like she is yes so great her family dynamics love it she is one of the best office characters you know like from that cast like in the office there she's so good um and you even after the whole series i still feel like i don't know anything about donna right she's kind of in a weird way she's kind of like the creed of the office like, like, and and I don't mean it like because she's lazy or she doesn't do stuff, but we know nothing about her past or really her, like anything. And it just gets revealed and everything we find out about her is just ridiculous and, uh, but amazing. Just kind of like Creed where it's like, who are, who is this guy? He's done right. everything. Right. Yeah, right. Total miss, total mystery. It's great. I think that's a great character to have. Right. Yeah. There's an episode, um, that was just on where, she comes in and like restores all of the, the computer systems. Yes. Like I was just watching it on TV the other day. Um, and I just was like, that's so funny. Like she, she just knows how to do everything, but like, you don't know that she's, yeah, she's just a great character. Uh, I also liked how Jerry, we, we kind of skipped over in the beginning, um, where Leslie says, well, we can't open this gift basket. And, um, I, I forget the exact line, but Jerry talks about how um, you wrote me up for using a personal call in the office. Um, and she said, well, yeah, that's that's the rule. He's like, that was to my mother who was in the hospital. And, and, and Leslie goes, I, oh, I did not know that. And I just like that, that. This is kind of the first inkling we get of Jerry. Jerry gets no respect in the office or like nobody really cares about Jerry. So that was I like that. That's the first little sign or that we right. see throughout the series. Right. Yeah. Up till this point, three episodes in, Jerry was a competent worker. Yeah. As far as we knew. And now it's going downhill for (laughs) for Jerry. It will go downhill much faster. Jerry, Larry, Gary, Terry, Jerry, all of them. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Well, good. Well, that was I I really enjoyed this episode. Next week, uh, episode five, we're going to be talking about the Tellison Awards. uh, Another major Pawnee tradition. This is again. A great episode. Um, and so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, yeah. The, so the, the banquet. Yeah. The banquet and a political haircut. So um, 
I'm, I'm yeah, it's so good. <laughs> All right. I'm already laughing about next week up next week's episode. So can't, can't wait. All right. All right.